Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snap and I'm joined by Wib. Say hello. Hello. And Drummer Matt, say bonjour. Bonjour. He's getting, he's getting good at this French thing. <laughs> Probably because he's going to, have, going to have to speak it every day. That, that would make you better at saying hello. Mm. Well, you'd think that. <laughs> yeah, no, saying, it, saying hello, yeah, that's, yeah, I can deal with that bit. Awesome. <laughs> that's, as far, that's as far as you're willing to commit to uh, French. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, ha- you haven't even done the Je m'appelle thing or anything? It's just oh, no, bonjour? No, no. Just bonjour. Okay, is that... Is, oh, well, uh, well actually, it, no, there's another greeting. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. Is that to say hello to pigeons? Yeah, well, I think that's originally how it started. It was like, someone was trying to explain it, and they think it's like, it's a fun noise to say to kids, and then over the years it's kind of spread to be like a young person's greeting. Oh, uh, that's so. absolutely adorable. I love those little cultural differences. Possibly not, so according to some people, not male to male, but then like, you know, according to some people, guys don't hug or whatever. So like, you know, I don't think that's really a rule that I should listen to. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I was talking about it like uh, French yesterday and I remember like sitting in class and like our French book had a poodle that the owner called Chouchou yeah. or Chouchou. And I was like, so that's half of cauliflower, and they were like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Okay, what? I get that a poodle looks like a cauliflower, but that's a bit strange to me. I mean, I think it's adorable, but I'm just I'm kind of wondering where that came from." I was kind of I, I think the comparison in English is like if you had a pug and called it potato, pugtato. <laughs> pugtato is the best name for a pug. It's the only name for a pug. I was actually very quite happy because I went out earlier and I saw someone walking a pug and a French bulldog. Oh, and that was that was a beautiful and pure moment that I experienced earlier. Well, I honestly oh. think that if if you're just out and about and you see a dog, just that immediately makes my day better. Yeah, yeah. totally. Oh, yeah. Although we should probably talk about something more substantial than the dogs what we saw today. Okay, welcome to the Misanthropod. <laughs> we talk about dogs what we've seen today. Well, I was about to start a story then about a dog that I haven't seen today that I saw like a year ago. So is that even less relevant? Should I stop? Oh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just talk about yeah, dogs. Yeah, okay. Tell okay. us. I need to hear this story. It was a um, a French bulldog. And it was just, we were on holiday in the camper van. I think it was in Scotland somewhere. And we're just at a campsite, just chilling out, having a beer. And some kid walks past, like he was, what, maybe 10, maybe? Walks past with a French bulldog on a lead. And he sees us, like, eyeing it up. And he's like... And so he walks over and goes, Oh, hi, this is my bulldog. This is my bulldog. He's called this, blah, blah, blah. Starts going off. And then he goes, I'm, be- I'm teaching him tricks. Do you want to see? And we're like, obviously, we want to see. And then he proceeds to start doing all the whole, you know, sit down, roll over, pour, all of these things. It was like a, yeah, 10-year-old kid. Aww. With, like, a puppy... French bulldog, oh. and it was just me. And Ruth was just like best holiday ever. <laughs> I, I am upset because my li- I've never seen anything that wonderful in my life, and I, I'm not sure if I ever will. <laughs> is it is it just something that we get? But like every time you see a dog, you're like, okay, that's my new favorite breed of dog. And then you see the next yeah. dog, and you're like, oh, that dog's cute. It's my favorite. Like, oh, that dog's yeah. cute. That yeah. dog is my now my favorite. And it's like it's the same as dogs when they see a human. They're like, oh, human, you're cool. 
I, we have exactly <laughs> the same with dogs. We're like, oh, a dog. It's my new favourite dog. <laughs> well, that's uh. the thing. Every dog ever is my favourite dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like every every person thinks that their dog is the best dog in the world. And you know what? Every person is completely <laughs> goddamn right. We make, we make the one exception for that one dog that we saw at a gig once. Oh, who had, the exception. Who was uh, shaved... For some reason, like it had a lion's mane, An asshole lion dog. And that was that. That was lion dog, and lion dog was a dickhead. Yeah, lion did not dog. like lion yeah. dog. That's... That was that was the only dog I've ever met that was such that was a complete douchebag. Yeah. So, but you know, it's like I've probably met at least eight million dogs. I mean, roughly. <laughs> Rough. Rough. <laughs> <laughs> High quality podcast content. Welcome to the Santhropod. We're a very very important people. Very, very highbrow senses of humour. So, Matthew, what have you been doing? Um, bits and bobs. I've been... Um, I showed you guys before we started, but I have a couple of French comics. Yes. To help with the whole French, and also it's a good excuse to buy comics. So, I've been reading um, the new Civil War. Uh, so, Civil War 2, which I didn't read the original one, but I saw the film. And that's the, so, totally the same, right? That's, that's probably Giving a knowing fine. nod to anyone who reads comics who's now going to be <laughs> angrily writing comments. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like the idea that every every episode we have something that will make someone angrily yeah. write a comment and then point that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm about four pages into that because I mean it's hard when you know only know half the words. And I was like, I could I could like power through it and I get the gist of what's happening, but I feel like I won't be appreciating it as much. So I'm kind of like, okay, no, this is a good chance to learn new words, but it means that then I have to sit with my phone on tran- with a translate <laughs> app. And- it takes a while. Well, maybe that's like a, a way to make comics totally worth their money is just buy them in a language that's not yours. So it takes <laughs> you like days yeah. to read each segment. Well, yeah, it's a bit because like, if I buy a comic in English, I have an annoying habit of just plowing through them far too fast and not really looking at the art. Oh, it's, mm. yeah. So it's just like, actually, I appreciate, I'm appreciating the art a lot better when I'm having to read each panel a few times. Because you're having to sit so. there and stare it down. Yeah, yeah so it's no, not actually no. a terrible idea, to be honest. No, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. So I find myself, like, especially when reading, I'll read, like, two pages and go, I took maybe 2% of that mm. in, and then I have yep. to go back and read it. See, I have uh, I have that real problem when when reading, especially when it's something kind of vaguely complicated. Maybe, like, Lovecraft or... Yeah, yeah, like... Um... <laughs> but, like, your favourite kind of books. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, yeah, well, it, happen- it does happen a lot because I've, um, you know, I, I, I can't remember if I've ever mentioned this on a podcast before. I think I have, uh, as I've been slowly getting through like Lovecraft's complete works, and I don't, I don't end up reading as often as I like. So it's taken me like a year and a half <laughs> to get like two thirds of the way through it. Um, but because of the way that's written, sometimes what will happen is if I'm reading it like at the end of the day and I'm a little bit like sleepy, is I'll read half a page. And then I'll have to stop, and I'll have to I'll have to go back up and read the rest of it. So I realise that my brain did not take any of it in, and that's the kind of story where you have to take shit in. You really have to pay attention. Mm. To one of those. Yeah, the one exception, of course, being the uh, the dream quest for unknown Kadath, which I oh, kind of wish. Oh, that's your favourite story. Which I kind of wish I'd have just skimmed and not paid attention to, because <laughs> that's like the one Lovecraft story I absolutely hate. It, you really? know what? Yeah, it's it's not very good. Oh, the it, worst thing is that it's quite it a long story. Yeah, it's it's a very long story that is because uh, uh, have you heard about like uh, Lovecraft's dream stories? No, I mean I, I haven't ever actually read much. I mean I know the gist of what 
some of them are about, and that's about as far as I go, I'm afraid. Okay, well, the, the dream, a lot of his dream stories are based around there being, like, a, a dream world that is just as real as the living world, that has its right. own geography and follows its own rules, and you can go there and have, like, lucid dreams there, almost. Okay. Uh, and some people stay there so long that they just live there, uh, effectively. And the story is about someone in that who wants to find this like mythical city in this dream realm, and then proceeds for f- fucking hundreds of pages to just make stuff up that has no consequence. So it's like he'll, he'll stop. Oh yeah, I started off in the dell with the mean things that eat you. And fortunately, I was a friend of their king, so they helped me. So they got me to the next city <laughs> where they trade pop tarts, and it was delicious. But they knew about the evil traders from the land across the sea, where I got so I got passage with them to get there. But then they captured me. But I was then freed by the cats who had an army that went to the moon, and it's just like that <laughs> for like two hundred pages. Oh yeah, good. Does it end? Does it end? Um, and I woke up and it was all a dream. No, because you know it's a dream from the outset. <laughs> it you starts with I, I went to sleep no. and had a dream. But the thing <laughs> is, it, it no, like you expect after all this build, it to go somewhere, and like at the end, it all be like this elaborate metaphor for something. Mm. If it is, I, I couldn't work out what it is. <laughs> it, it just gets to the end, and it's like this had no point. It just wasted my time for hours of my life. We were also asking Drum about what he'd been up to, and then we went on a massive Lovecraft tangent. There so. is that. I think I think the people who listen to this will are well aware that occasionally that a Love ta- Lovecraft tangent might happen. <laughs> but yeah, I think people are come to either that or Star Trek. So mm. I don't I have anything to say about Star Trek this week. Okay, what about um, sci-fi? I have a lot to say about a completely unrelated sci-fi. There we go. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> So, what else have I been doing? Yes. Um, not too much. A few bit, I've started playing a... Because um, we're still waiting for internet here. I'm occupying my days by either reading or my phone has internet because we've got ridiculous amounts of internet on the phone. Yeah. Contract. Um, I started playing uh, Magic Duels on my phone, Ooh. which is the uh, newest Magic the Gathering oh. um, digital game. Because I used to be quite into it and it's the sort of... Collectible card games are kind of they're my jam when I find <laughs> other people to play them with, and it's a bit tricky sometimes. But um, I got quite into it at school. Um, I, pos- I can't remember if I've mentioned it before or not. I think we probably spoke about this on the podcast. Um, I'm not sure. I can't remember, but I quite enjoy magic and various various games like that. So yeah, I was looking into it, and then I found out that there's a relatively new. I think it's on Steam as well, so you can get it on. And it seems to be free. You can, like, obviously Freemium, buy coins to... Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. buy coins to buy more cards. Um, and you kind of... You buy them in the same way that you buy them in real life. Like, you buy booster packs. And yeah, you open, okay. open the packs. So it's kind of like... I guess kind of like Hearthstone-y. And I guess that's kind of why it has to be free. Because... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. Hearthstone, when Hearthstone exists, you've kind of got to... Yeah. <laughs> You're always going to be playing catch-up with that. I mean, that. that is kind of like... That's the... That's the market standard for for kind of yeah yeah. And I did, games, really. I did play Hearthstone for a while. And I did quite enjoy that. I don't know why I stopped actually. Hmm. 
But, I, I I played it for a while because yeah. I remember I played it for the exact amount of time that I needed to to get that amount, and you basically told me what to do the whole time. <laughs> Is that to get some footage for? I can't remember which video it was. I was going to mention it actually. Oh, that you, was where you mentioned about starting a Hearthstone. <laughs> video or something oh, no. I, th- I think what you're thinking of is when um when our machine just died and we were like basically pretending that like for the update video where we were like yeah we're going to be going dark for like a week because we just don't have a computer we were pretending that we were going to do like a um what no no i know exactly what he's talking about it's not that no i'm thinking like because in the end it was like sniping we'd play hearthstone episode no, 157 that. that wasn't that what was it then it was it was an episode like a couple of weeks ago uh, where af- at the in the intro part of it you say snub and we're play is over and then I put in an end card at the start of the video oh. that had fake end that had fake links in it. See, I knew it was a video mm. of what we've done, yeah, and I knew it was a joke because <laughs> so. <laughs> that video we put up when when the graphics card was dead, we couldn't put an end card in it because oh, it was yeah. made on your phone. That was my favorite video. <laughs> Where you just hold up a hand drawn title card, and I was like, "This is the this needs to be in more videos." <laughs> hand drawn. This is the, that's why I don't draw the title cards very often because we end up with the fucking like, like the um the loadout <laughs> like title card and the bootleg Pokemon games where it's just like a creepy man's face on a Pikachu. Yeah, but the thing and sexy Pepsi man. This is why. <laughs> This is why Matt does all the fucking art for it, because mine is, like, mind-bending horror. But by the same token, like, Drummer Matt has just said that that's, like, the best title card. So the thing that you spent ten minutes on is better than the <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of hours I have spent drawing title cards, apparently. I'm sorry. Ooh, is Drummer Matt... Are you, you even going to, like, attempt to apologise? You're just like, sorry, mate. Just... Full stop. I ain't saying nothing else. I'm sorry the <laughs> truth hurts you, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you know, I, that took me, it makes me feel better, that, that took me at least like a minute to scroll down in Sharpie and not give a fuck. In fairness, in fairness, uh, most viral videos on YouTube um, are made in like an eight, like eight seconds and then they'll get millions and millions of views and will be far more famous than anything we put work into. I'm, I'm going to be honest, I've got a little bitter taste in my mouth right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where it's come from, really. Mm. But yes, so I've been playing Magic Duels. It's on my on my phone, which is far too small to play because you can't read what any of the cards say unless you like zoom in on them. But um, yeah, it seems it's free. And there's like a story mode where you just play against the computer and it goes to like a sort of gives you some context for why you're playing. Cool. That sounds pretty good, actually. Because I haven't dared play a real person yet, because yeah, it's scary. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played for years, and I can't remember how anything works. But the story mode so far is yeah. There's nothing that stops you playing. It's like Hearthstone in that you can buy coins to buy more packs, but it doesn't like arbitrarily stop you playing at any point, or like, it hasn't done so far. Hmm. By like, oh yeah, you run out of lives, so therefore you can't play for another. Wait for two days or money. spend or, money. Yeah. yeah, It doesn't seem to be like that. It just seems to be if you want to get more cards quicker, you can give us money. Yeah, no, I recommend it's free. So I'd like, and it's on Steam as well. And I assume it's free on Steam, although I can't actually check. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. You never know with mobile games. Sometimes when they come on PC, they yeah. suddenly cost three times as much. But assuming it's free, I mean, check it out if you want to play Magic and see what yeah. it's like. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite a nicely. It's got some quite good tutorials and tells you what it's about, and then like you can click on a card and 
if it says a rule that you don't understand, you can like click on it and it will show you what it means and things. So yeah, oh, cool. I, yeah, if you want to give magic a go. Well, that sounds like it's really very like non-threatening in an environment to learn. I'd recommend. I think completely. I think I completely missed missed it coming out whenever it was, but that's been most of my time. Oh, I've been reading uh, books as well, like uh, comics, and I've also been reading. Um, you know, a while ago, Amazon. You know, their um, Prime TV thing are trying to do what Netflix do and make original shows. Yeah, yeah. there was that one, uh, the Man in the High Castle, which is the one with like a alternate. I think I don't know when exactly it's set. Cause I think it was written in the sixties. The book was so I think it's set in the sixties, or at least the book is. Um, where the Japanese and Germans won the Second World War, so it's like a universe where that happened, and basically the same universe that uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order takes place in. <laughs> yeah, in essence. But this was yeah written a bit before that, <laughs> a little bit. I but, guess um, we can give them that. Yeah, I've been quite enjoying it. I've, I really want to check out the TV series now. Um, the book it's quite a cool concept, but it's um, it's a bit weirdly written. Possibly okay. because I don't get on well with old books as of all. I'm just. There is a, a books were written in a very different style. Once you go back, like so far, they weren't weren't written for people with iPhones or you know tablets and things. Attention span. So well, yeah, yeah, there is that. That's why I always um, had so much trouble with Shakespeare's plays at school. Mm. Well, I put, I've always or chalked that up to the fact that you're supposed to watch them as plays rather than read them as books. Well, like. Yeah, don't get me started on that. But. I quite enjoy some Shakespeare, but but yeah, not reading them. It's kind of no. I hear you. Oh. They're supposed to be watched, not read. Yeah, Midsummer, Midsummer Night's Dream is quite entertaining. I enjoy that one. I thought that was that had some nice moments. In yeah, it. it's quite sweet. I thought it was I've cool. never actually seen that. The only Shakespeare play I've ever actually seen was I saw a production of um, of Macbeth. I like Macbeth. Um, it was all right. I'm I'm not really a Shakespeare guy. Did you like... did you see the uh, most recent Macbeth with uh, Fassbender? No, no. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was done in a style of like it was actually because like there's the newish. It's not even new anymore, is it? God, that shows I'm old. The newest uh, <laughs> Romeo, Romeo and Juliet with DiCaprio and things, which was actually. But you mean the one that was done in like like the late twenty years ago? It was like late nineties, I think. Because I watched it at like fucking secondary school. But yeah, because that was using the old language, but was set. Modern and it kind of it was quite cool, but long story short, it's it's not. It's just set when it's set and the language is the same. I oh. watched it with a mate of mine from Iran. Oh, so okay. he's um he's his English is completely fluent, but he didn't grow up with a the story of Macbeth or b Shakespearean English. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, mm. every like few minutes he turns around and goes, the f- "What is happening? I have no idea what's going on." Because <laughs> he didn't know. Because because like I. I've read enough, or at least was forced to read enough, and have seen enough of Shakespeare to get a gist of like the weirdness of the old of old English. And I knew a bit of the story of Macbeth anyway, like I knew the general gist of it. Mm. But he was just sat there for the like two or three hours, whatever it was, to be like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, we didn't really think this through before coming into it. <laughs> no, no, like I said, I, I really do feel like a great kinship with with your mate there because yeah, like coming over from Australia. And it'd be like, hey, read this play. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this means. Like, can you, like, okay, what do you think he he meant by that? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Who's speaking right now? What is he saying? Is this English? I don't believe it is. <laughs> just getting so fucking confused. And just English teachers being so angry at me yeah. for not just understanding. I'm like, I'm sorry. This is just not a thing I'm used to. The important thing to remember about Shakespeare is the reason why he has such a huge influence on English is because 
he made up like 50 words every fucking play. Like he just made shit up. (laughs) Can you imagine like, I don't know, J.K. Rowling doing that? Like, oh yeah, uh, the the Bebephilus of this person outraged him. That is literally what the books are like. That is literally what she did. It's okay, okay. I haven't fucking (laughs) read J.K. Rowling. I'm I'm like fucking, I haven't read Harry Potter. I'm not 10 years old. (laughs) Filthy muggle. Okay, that sounds like it's an insult. Fucking I'm not okay. Okay, what? You are literally just bullshitting at me right now. Okay, let's say someone else did it. I don't fucking know. A writer who has to use real words that isn't related to magic. Because yeah, you're gonna fucking. I mean, kind of like like you, you, describing an emotion or whatever. He scowled at her crumpunctuously. Yeah, something like that. Not kind of like fucking Wingardium fucking Serpentine in my dick Fucking whatever. Fucking, like, Bertie Bott's all-flavoured fucking Wingardium Leviosas. I don't fucking know. <laughs> fucking, I don't, I don't know. Stop laughing at me, you British the- fucking Harry Potter nerds. Your low-grade aggravation at all the concepts of Harry Potter is an endless source of amusement. Yeah. I just fuck off both of you. I'm gonna have, even, I'm gonna have more of it the way I tease you with, because I'm just, I've just started, um, I've got, we've got the, um, first book in French, because, me and Ruth know the stories yeah. so well from reading them so many times. Like, we figured it'd be quite a good one to start with French because it's like childish enough to be relatively basic, and yeah. we also know mm. what's happening anyway. Mm. But I'm going to get to read all the spell names in French, which would be cool. Yeah, and then you find out they're all actually just straight up what they are in the books, which is Latin, yeah, possibly. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but some of them won't be like minor spoilers. But like, I want Wingardium Leviosa to be wingy flyy. Wingy <laughs> flyy. Because that would be very fun. Well, it'd sound fancier in French, because they don't say wing or fly. They probably don't. They probably So it doesn't sound quite as silly to them. Oh, yeah. What the fuck have we been talking about for the last half an hour? Before we move on from Shakespeare, though, um, if you want to see a good Shakespeare, did you ever see um, the one that Joss Whedon did when he was having a break? He had, like, four days off after shooting the first Avengers. No. Um, so he made um, much ado about nothing. I did not hear about um, this. He had like four, literally like four or five days off after finishing Avengers and moving on to whatever he did next. Was it Cabin in the Woods? He basically got a load of his mates, and his mates include, you know, basically people who are in Firefly and Dollhouse and various other things he's done. And then he just filmed an ad- adaptation of Much Ado About Nothing. Huh. Okay. Um, it's it's black and white. It's filmed at. Joss Whedon's house, which is beautiful, um, as you'd kind of expect. Well, yeah. Um, it's set. It's like the, the original script, so it's in like it's set now, but it's with like the old English stuff. But you can kind of see what's happening, so it doesn't matter that you can't necessarily understand it all as much. Um, yeah, I recommend. It's good. It's got Nathan Fillion in it as Dog Body. Dog's but Dog's Body. Dog Body. Anyway, yeah, it's. I mean, it's like he's a psych actor, but it's still worth watching it because it's got. And I can't even remember who else it's got in, but it's like. All of Joss Whedon's people. So is it is it the sort of thing where you watch it and go, oh, that's X from yeah. you know yeah, yeah. from Buffy. That's X from Firefly. That's yeah. yeah. And I just love the fact that he had like four days off and he was like, well, I've always watched to do this. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to admire that. Just going, yeah, why not? There's no, literally nothing stopping me doing this right now, so I'm just going to fucking do it. Yeah. No, I respect that. Um, but yes, the original topic: old books, Man in the High Castle, whatever it's called. The book is mere. I'm enjoying it a bit. I more of the concept rather than the actual book, but yeah, it's mainly yeah. want to watch the TV series. So, although that would mean having to get Amazon Prime, yeah. 
I'm, I mean, I have had a free trial in the past, but it was like 10 years ago. So maybe they've like reset whatever it is that allows me to do it again. And I'll get a free trial again. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> All I can say about um, Amazon, Amazon like video is that the app for it um, that say if you're running it on like um, a games console or whatever yeah. is if I remember rightly it's it's a modified version of the old Love Film app because they just bought Love Film yeah yeah um, and just as when it was Love Film it is still garbage yeah I tried it we had it at a mates and we were trying to find films to watch in fact it might have even been Dicko's. And I think, yeah, it was at Dicko's, and it was the weekend that um, Robin Williams died, and we were like, okay, we need to watch some Robin Williams films. Yeah. And he happened to have Prime. I don't know if it was a trial or whether he'd actually paid for it like an idiot. Um, <laughs> actually, the amount of crap he buys off Amazon is probably actually worth it for him. For the yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, we were trying to find Robin Williams to watch, and we like, found loads, and we were like, watching them. We were like, oh, no, you, you, you need to buy this. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? We remember we've got Prime. We don't need to. It's like, oh no, this isn't included in Prime. You have to buy this separately. They're like, okay, we'll try the next one. Uh, Amazon Video and, is basically yeah. for people that thought that Netflix was just too convenient. It was too convenient, too <laughs> yeah. good, and didn't make you want to die. Yeah. If you, if you didn't feel the uh, apathy at the uh, the universe making you want to end your own life while using a video streaming service, then Amazon Prime is for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this podcast sounds... sponsored yeah. by Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up, Amazon. I know all we do is talk smack about you, but fuck. <laughs> Ain't give a damn. Yeah, does, yeah. does someone want to talk about a video game? Because technically yeah, this is a video game podcast. Okay. Nah. No, I mean, I, I, I embrace that loosely. As a oh, show. yeah. <laughs> hey, I, one, one of the two things I spoke about was a video game. It's not my fault you, you went off on a tangent to all of them. About books. Ooh, that's something you do when your video games aren't working. <laughs> Not entirely untrue. <laughs> so, Snipe, what have you been doing in the last couple of weeks? Well, I haven't been reading like a loser. Well. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> we played Don't Starve for the channel, and I've oh, been playing yeah, a bit of I that. Saw. Yeah, it's actually quite fun. I mean, it's it's just a standard kind of like 2D-esque kind of survival yeah, yeah. game. It, I do really like the art style of it. I think it is really quite fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weirdly beautiful. Yeah, it's very scratchy, but also it's it's so cohesive and, and fun mm-hmm. to look at. Well, it, it, it just reminds you of uh, when Tim Burton was good. Yeah, that's probably yeah. it, actually. But yeah, um, it's just, yeah, it's like the whole make, make tools, cut down trees, get lumber, refine materials, mm. build things, but you need lights at night and... And horrors come out at night, and there's like an insanity kind of like mechanic as well. Yeah, spooky monsters in the dark. Spooky like, monsters. Like uh, HP Lovecraft's Minecraft. Minecraft. Yeah, basically kind of like yeah. that. And, and I think it, it is really it's a cute, fun little game. Also got the, played a little bit of the shipwrecked uh, DLC. Oh, how's okay. that? I've not I, I've not seen any of that. Cause you've been playing a lot of it uh, away from me. Yes, <laughs> I'm like, I can't show you. But yeah. Uh, it's okay, the um, the shipwrecked one. I mean, there's like a f- bunch of new things that have been added, like messages in bottles and stuff, which kind of, they have like a treasure map in them, like sometimes, so there'll be like a, a cross there and you're like, ooh. Can you make like boats and stuff in yeah, there? Yeah, you can make rafts and things like that. Um, there's there's other kind of weather effects, because um, uh, it can rain where you have like a 
how wet through are you meter just in the standard mm. kind of game and and fires don't last very long in the rain obviously and and things like that so there's there's a few there's too many new things i i'm not comfortable enough with the base game kind of crafting and yep. items you yep. can make to really appreciate the shipwrecked edition so i i kind of had a bit of a try but there's crabs in it which are cute <laughs> that's 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 all I need to know, really. Yeah. Yep. Also, Definitely. I cut down a palm tree that had coconuts on it, and a palm tree fell out and nutted me. It just smacked <laughs> me right on the fucking head, and okay. I was like, "That's just rude." Well, a palm? You, you cut down a, a tree, and then a palm tree fell out of it. No, no, a <laughs> coconut <laughs> fell. What did I say? Did you I said say a palm, palm tree. <laughs> yeah, you said a palm tree fell out of the palm tree. <laughs> the oh. palm tree, sensing danger, threw its own child at you. <laughs> You know what? That's not what happened, but I'm going to pretend it is what happened because that's way better. But yeah, I've been enjoying that. It's a fun little game. It's uh, it basically it gives you like a tally at the end and goes, well, you survived for this long and did X, Y, Z. So this is how much experience you get, and it fills up a bar. When you fill the bar, you unlock a new character, which I think is actually very cool. Oh, mm. Any game with like permadeath, I think that's that's a really important thing to do because it means that there's reason to keep coming back yeah. to it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've unlocked up until there's like a um, like a wooden kind of like robot thing, mm. um, which is like if it gets struck by lightning, it's actually charged by it. And it, but it, it, it like I think water hurts it, so like mm. rain is a massive problem. Okay. And like there's all sorts of like uh, there's a strong man as well, Wolfgang. You can play as where he's really strong and, and awesome. Provided he's got a full belly, which is quite tr- quite tough. Yeah, I've, se- I've seen him when he doesn't have food, and he looks like fucking death. Yeah, really. He, just <laughs> like, looks... he looked rougher and rougher. Yeah. And then there's like um, a pyromaniac who isn't hurt by fire, which is pretty good because on stream I unlocked her and I played her for a bit. And there was a... If you cut down trees, uh, there is a small chance that the tree you're trying to cut down will turn into like this tree person... And basically chase you infinitely. So I was I was running around for like 10 minutes with this prick chasing me. And I didn't have enough health to just stand and fight him. So I basically burnt about three different forests down with him inside it. And I think I eventually got like a random like NPC pigman to take him out for me. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a bit of a pain. Oh, the pigmen's are awesome. They are super cute. But yeah, so lots of little nuance to it. I'm quite quite interested yeah, by it. Yeah, I've done up I played a little bit of um Don't Starve Together. Mm. Um, I think I've, I've played it for Dicko um, for his channel yeah. at some point. You see, um, we tried to do that with <laughs> as well. Did not work. Uh, it didn't work. Uh, this, uh, this was fucking yes. ages ago. Yeah. Ages ago, and then there was some recording issue, so it never happened. Yeah. Mm. Um, I played as like a beaver dude. That, beaver dude. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but like, if you, we didn't realize exactly what his thing was, but like, it turned out if you chopped down too many trees too quickly. He turned into like a were beaver. Okay, okay. That's but then pretty I didn't fantastic. Seemed to actually. be any way of making it undo that. So okay, but it's yeah, weird because when it's still the permadeath. So if one of you dies, the other one's kind of just you're playing together, but one of you can't do anything apart from just follow you around as a ghost. Okay. I have so seen bits of that actually. Yeah, but so I've been played it for like an hour then, and I've watched quite a lot of um, Sips playing it when it was it. Yeah, I think it was Sips. Yeah, when it like first came out. Mm. No, it is, I really it is... enjoyed the idea of it, but I just never quite got around. I have it, but hmm. yeah, maybe that's on the list. That's on the list of things to play when I get my computer over. <laughs> yeah, as is basically everything else. <laughs> as is every video game ever made. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, yeah. so I, I've been having some fun with that. Um, still need to figure out a lot more with it. I do also really like how you can tweak worlds. 
So you can basically go, I don't want any anything that can hurt me. Any enemies, no. Or you can put okay. them on max, so it's kind of like less, <laughs> more, lots, kind yeah. of like... I, I do really appreciate that on those sort of games. I like how there is yeah. the um, the opportunity to have just a zen run. I think that's yeah. really... Well, yeah. It, yeah. it allows you to pick the difficulty that you're comfortable at playing at. Because those sort of games, some people enjoy playing them for like, yeah, the relaxing side of it, of building up a thing and, and kind of getting yourself to like a nice place whereas some people like the challenge of staying alive is what keeps them playing yeah. and ha- having those kind of abilities to tweak the, the um the difficulty does allow you to kind of pick where you're comfortable with so i do really like that i do really think that's a, a very cool thing to have because yeah as you yeah. say um what else uh i've been playing a good bit of rainbow six siege actually Ooh. Very fun. I do like that. First person tactical shooter, for those of you who don't know, you know, who live <laughs> under rocks. <laughs> who have never heard of the of the Rainbow Six series. Yeah. Who is this Tom Clancy? He's, a, he's, he's a young go-getter. He's going places. He's something to do with, the, I don't know, the Navy? Yeah, I, maybe. Fucking whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, um, it is quite fun. Um, I've been playing with my brother, because uh, my brother is much more into the tactical military shooters and Counter-Strike and stuff like that than I am. Um, and so we've been kind of playing together and he's been coaching you, coaching me kind of, <laughs> uh, played a lot. I've been playing basically, I, it's vi- it's five V five, but I've been playing kind of the PVE kind of versus AI just because I don't feel comfortable enough with like that. Like I don't know the maps well enough. I don't know the individual operators that I'm using their abilities. I don't know. I don't feel that I am well enough equipped to go and verse other people mm. who've been playing this from launch. Well, aren't the bot matches? They're not the same as like a regular match. They are set up as like wave survival things. No, no. There's 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 multiple different kind of um, like PVE things. So there's like you go and disarm bombs uh, with AI opponents, kind of like wandering around the area in which you have to find yeah. bombs. Uh, there's hostage defense, hostage rescue, and there's just standard kind of terrorist hunt elimination. Mm. Like, you know, kill kill all the guys before they kill all your guys kind of thing. And I've, I'm really enjoying it because it's like, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of opportunity for nuance and tactics there. I mean, I am really the opposite of a tactician. I, I prefer to just run screaming at someone with an axe above my head, but, yeah. but I, I like the, um, I like kind of basically being on mic and going, okay, I've booby-trapped this door. I've put a thing up there. We're going to try and tunnel them down here. Che- like You can check cameras, and you can tag enemies through the cameras and stuff like that. Mm. There's, there's a lot of stuff you can do, and I really, really think that's very cool. One thing I have heard about it is that it is a game that gets exponentially more fun if you've got friends on mic. Because you can, mm. uh, you can, you can organize tactics. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I've I've played it with with just basically silent matches with people I don't know, and I played it with my brother. And yeah, definitely. Well, I guess that's the thing. It'll always be more fun with with people you know. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it it is it is you really do get into it. It is quite fun. There's there's lots of things like um, uh, it, there's loads of operators you can unlock. O- operators are like <laughs> heroes. Kind of, they've, yeah. they've all got their own kind of ability, and they're all from kind of like uh, famous um, like organizations like you know, SAS, Spetsnaz, FBI, and they all have like different specializations. You know where my favorite is? Oh god, what? My favorite is Sledge. Oh, Sledge from the SAS. Do you know why he's called Sledge, Matt? Why is he called Sledge? Because he's got a sledgehammer. He's well good. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, there's a guy in. That, that is just too clever writing. <laughs> but yeah. And, like, every time you unlock, because um, there's, like, in-game currency, because... Of course there is. U- Ubisoft. Ubisoft, of course. Ooh, Ubisoft. Is there, is there, is there towers? 
No. Ooh. Not as far as I... I mean, I haven't encountered them yet. I'm not going to discount it, because it is a Ubisoft game. You climb up onto any given roof, and there's just feathers up there. And you're just like, the fuck? <laughs> but um, every time you, you oh. finish a match, you get in-game currency. You get, like, depending on how you perform, you get, like, a couple of hundred, 250 mm. kind of thing every match. And the first operator from every kind of slot, like, from team. So, like, say from the FBI, there's, there's two defense and two attack operators. The first one will cost you 500 points. The second one will cost you with that. Exponentially kind of grows, like, yeah. from each team. Until yeah. you... There's, like, two teams, however, that, um... They have two operators in them. Uh, one attack, one defense, who are, like, 2,000... Like, tw- 25,000 points each, which is a fucking Ooh. lot. Yeah. So super premium yeah. dudes. But yeah. my biggest problem is that, like... I mean, with, with um, Heroes of the Storm, like, um, you, they, they have, like, free hero rotation... Yeah, and you can also try out hero. I, yeah. if, if memory serves, I mean, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure you can try them out. Um, but yeah, so it's like, oh, this weekend, this character who usually costs like eight quid or like ten thousand, like in-game currency, is is free mm. to play. So you go and you see if you can get, like, see if you kind of work with their abilities and if you get them, if you like their play style. There doesn't seem to be that in Rainbow Six Siege. So I want to get like this as a character called Frost who has like traps that refer to as like a welcome mat and it's like I just want to mess with one of those and there's like a a stealth one as well where she's got like a silenced pistol and I'm like I really want to play with these characters but what if I save up for like a couple of days and just spam matches and I hate their playstyle yeah that's the big worry but I mean I've I've unlocked a few like Ash she's like from the FBI she's got like a flechette kind of um grenade that kind of destroys like blows holes in walls that's another thing destructible terrain Ooh. Which is quite fun in this. So the, the sledgehammer is weirdly relevant then. It, it yeah. really is because um, you get like there's like trap doors and I remember I was sitting there with, like with my brother. We were kind of like in the corners, kind of just trying to. So we have a good sweep of the room. It was protect the hostage. So the hostage is in the middle, and you can't just fucking cover them with a bulletproof vest or anything. No, they're just sitting in the in the middle of the room, just you know, playing with the dicks or whatever. <laughs> And we could, like, hear, like, sound is very important, because you can kind of hear where boots are coming from. So you're like, okay, they sound like they're coming from the right, or I can hear them above us. So Mm. we're sitting there in this room protecting this hostage. The ceiling explodes, and they start pouring in. (laughs) It was fucking awesome! I was just like, oh, and they fucking, they threw smoke. It was just like, I, oh my god, this is perfect. This is so good. But no, I, I do like it. Like, um, there's a couple of heroes I've been really enjoying. Um, I've been playing a lot of a guy called Capcan. I think is that he's he's from Spetsnaz Defense, and he can booby trap doors. So like, he has like three. You can use like um, just three total. You can't get them back once you've used them. Yeah. Which I yeah, game balance. What do you want? Yeah. So like the first time, I think it was maybe the second time I used him, I, I booby trapped a couple of doors. And it was it was a defend the hostage, so you know. Yeah. And um, I think one of our guys got pretty much killed instantly. Like the round started, he got he ate it immediately. So it was like shit. So we're down to four, and we just about cleared the wave. And I got incapped near one of the doors I booby trapped, and there was one guy left. So he sees me lying there, like, and you, you hold like a button so you don't bleed out. But yeah. You can also move, but you you bleed out faster. Yeah. So I was I was there because I couldn't see anyone, so I was just holding holding my guts in basically. And he made his way over just as a fucking terrorist tripped my fucking beam, exploded, 
killed three of us. <laughs> just it, like killed the terrorists, killed both of us. Round over, you lose. <laughs> and I was like, it was so funny though. <laughs> was, that's the thing. I was like, that was so embarrassing, but so fucking funny. I didn't mind. Oh, and the first time I repelled. Oh, I saw that. You yeah. saw that because I, 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 I had to stop playing because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> so we were on, I think it was a find the bomb and disarm it thing. So we approached this building and a couple of our teammates are like, I'm going to try and repel up this building because you can like kick in like windows and stuff like that, like properly, kind of like SWAT team. It's great. Awesome. So I'd never done this before. So I'm kind of looking at this guy and I, you know, you look up at a ledge and it's like, hold this button to repel. So I held it down and... You throw your rope up, and I got up there, and I just, I don't know what I pressed, but I was suddenly upside down, just just flailing. <laughs> I was just like, ah! It was just... probably a very accurate representation of what would happen if you, if you, with no experience, tried to rappel up a building. Yeah, the funniest thing was, I was in the doorway, so my teammates couldn't get past me, there was just, oh, because I was upside down, rank, flailing around, this... not knowing what to do. There was just this random special ops commando upside down, <laughs> waving their arms and legs around in a doorway, and then I got presumably shot. screaming. Yeah. You just wanted a Spider-Man kiss. That's all you wanted. Apparently, I wanted to like Spider-Man kiss over the doorway. So each one of my team, as they entered, I'd give them a little peck for encouragement. <laughs> but yeah, I got fucking capped super hard and just crawled out of the way and just laughed my fucking ass off. Uh, it was the is, funniest. Is, is, shit. Can there be friendly fire in this? There is friendly fire because I will tell you because the first time I ever played Sledge mm. we go okay so we, we form up as, as as well as five strangers can do to go and enter a door I have the sledgehammer I take it out because it's barricaded which you know basically one hit from my sledgehammer we can all go in yep. so I, I, I was like I was going to smash it and then be point man I take out my hammer I raise it above my head I get capped immediately in the back of the head just bam I'm dead because a teammate like just wasn't paying attention <laughs> <laughs> I, and I like I look at them and they just leave instantly. They they, they like they rage quit. Well, no, they they left, and I'm pretty sure it's because they were so embarrassed. They shame quit. <laughs> they shame quit. But no, I, I really I have been really enjoying it mainly because I'm terrible at repelling and and things like that. But no, it has been fun. I mean, there is just, there is like one one map that I'm really not a fan of. Uh, you're all you've all gas marked up. You're in like biohazard gear, and you can't see like four feet in front of your face because there's like yellow shit in the air. Yeah. You, you've seen me play, yeah, I've seen you and play it's just it, yeah. you can't see anything. And it was like the first time I played it, I I downed one of my teammates because I just saw movement and I was like, ah, it must die. <laughs> Which they were quite they were quite nice about it because I was like, I'm really sorry, and I just went and picked them up and they were like, that's fine. So that that was kind of nice. I haven't actually encountered many, like, because usually with um, friendly fire games, you'll you'll go into like a few games and someone was going, "Hey, I've got a shotgun, bye bye team." Mm. I've only encountered one guy who did that. He he caps one of our team, and I'm like, "Well, this could this could just be yeah. a mistake because we've all accidentally popped one of our teammates. That's fine." <laughs> oh, I, I when the last Friendly Fire game I played was Eternal Crusade, and I murdered about half my team before I realised that Friendly Fire was a thing in the game. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to feel way better about this. In my defence, I was using a heavy bolter, and those things don't aim well. Okay, that good defence, good defence, really. <laughs> if by those things you mean you. <laughs> he is a thing. I am a thing, <laughs> and I don't aim well. 
<laughs> so the guy who'd been down was like, kick this guy, he's just killed me. And I was like, look, mate, it's he hasn't shot any of the rest of us. Yeah, that's honest mistake by the look of it. I was wrong. We got to, like, just the last moment where this prick had been biding his time, and he turns around and open fires on me. I cap him in the face and down him immediately. Just like, mate, I've been watching. I, okay, it was a complete accident. I'm not trying to portray myself as some kind of badass. But yeah, it was just, I happened to be looking at him when he shot me, so I, I popped him twice and killed him. And I feel I, that was mostly on reflex. Yeah, it was just kind of like, ah! Bam, I mean, yeah, bitch, that's why you don't shoot me. <laughs> But yeah, I have been enjoying that. It's been quite fun. Yeah. So is it is it newish? I think I saw something a while. I think it's is been it expect- about a year, but okay. it has it it's has got quite a, an active base mm, still. It, oh, that's cool. They they've been releasing new stuff for it a lot. Well, there's a there's a few new operators due in a few days. Well, from what I hear, the game is virtually unrecognizable from its launch version because of various tweaks and balances I they've did hear, done. I didn't hear fantastic things about it on launch. Yeah, I heard it kind of sucked on launch. Yeah, but I mean, I'm playing it now um, even just on my own without the modifier of, I'm enjoying this more because I'm, I'm hanging out with someone yeah. I like. Uh, I, I do enjoy it. I mean... Yeah. The the in-game currency isn't that intrusive. I mean, you can buy currency and stuff like that. But it's, it's yeah, you just play for a bit. And I'm, I'm unlocking operators at a reasonable amount of time. So, yeah. you know, <clears throat> I'm having fun with it. So, yeah, you'll have to you have to get it, drummer butt, and pop, up, mm, pop up on that I'll massive list. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, apart from that, I just, I've been, I did a couple of uh, streams on my own. Ooh. Yeah, a couple of creative streams on Twitch. I think we both have. Yeah, yeah, we both have. Your therapist has been uh, working wonders for both of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I had a, a surreal moment. Cause, uh, I think this, this actually, this the first one happened before the last podcast came out, but we recorded that podcast before I did it. Uh, which is that um, my my therapist uh, said that it would probably be a good idea for me to do things, do some things on my own, so that I, I would start having confidence in my own abilities, uh, and that manifested into me doing a live stream on my own. <laughs> well, that is a doing that is doing a thing on your <laughs> yeah. own, especially because you know yeah. Snipe and Web were always yeah. together. So. Uh, so that that meant that legitimately I could sit there and say I'm live streaming because my therapist told me to. <laughs> <laughs> That is, that is pretty excellent. Or alternately, I'm playing video games because my therapist told me to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that that went all that went all right, but then that went that then evolved into because I've been kind of taking her advice through you. Yeah. Because I'm not seeing a therapist, and I probably should be. But <laughs> I'm like, no, I'll just do whatever she tells him to do. That's probably okay. I would be fine. Yeah, we you're like the same person, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, to, to be fair, the advice applies to both of you. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works, right? Mm-hmm. But then I, I was like, you know what? I've always meant to paint something on on stream, and I haven't painted any Warhammer in ages. So I painted like a, a knob. <laughs> and you just, painted your knob on camera. I, I, yeah, like, like angled the angled the webcam down at the desk. Like put music on in the background. Didn't get had my some, dick out. Had honestly. some good lighting. It was very tasteful. Yeah. <laughs> YouTubers dicks. And then yeah, sat down for like three hours and painted that. And then the next day did it again. And then um, and then you followed me up. Uh, yeah, I'm blatantly earlier this week. You. Yeah, first stream I did was uh, was a f- I was um, lining and coloring a picture in Photoshop of one of my characters. And a few good few people showed up, just hung out, had a good chill, and then yeah. I uh, I drew Fulgrim from from Warhammer Forty Thousand pre fall, 
in in a mankini. Yes, you did. In the Ned Flanders feels like I'm wearing nothing at all pose. <laughs> That's the thing I did on on yeah. the internet. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, wow. Laura K. Buzz actually favorited that tweet. Did she? <laughs> yeah, she did. Excellent. With the fantastic but- button. I was like, <gasps> she is the Khaleesi of butts. She knows what's good. So I was very flattered. <laughs> I also, I also, yeah, I did a painting stream yesterday where I painted up uh, a dreadnought. Hmm. And that was, that lasted for like five hours. Because <laughs> I don't know. It's like I looked up and it was like, oh, I've been going for three hours. Shit. I've just about finished the base painting. <laughs> So that that was good. It, it's it was really helpful because you know having like an audience there, it makes you sit there and go fucking finish. It, it. makes you stick through it. <laughs> it ma- it mm. makes you you know, yeah, yeah. so you don't stop every few minutes and like check Tumblr or whatever. So yeah. it's, it really does help you keep at it. And it did um, it, like you know thank you to everyone that's been watching those streams. It really does help. It's been they they've been a lot of fun. And um, honestly, I would have done a lot more, but my sleep patterns have just been utter garbage recently. So I've been up at weird times. So I haven't really been awake and alive when would be sensible times to stream. But we did um, buy some models for painting on we stream. Did. We bought a Kill Team. Yeah, we set. bought the Kill Team box set and a, a set of Mark IV Marines to kind of mix and match. Because we were making a, a Cardinal Archivist Kill Team. Which is um, our channel's 440,000 fan chapter. Yes. For those yeah. of you who might not know. Um, so yeah, so they're going to be painted up on on stream uh, quite soon. I, they, they're literally well, not all of them, but I think four. There's well, a good few on the uh, the the prep table for yeah, undercoats. They're, they're, they're currently all propped up, you know, with like the the guns and and the backpacks on little little, bits of sprue. little spindly bits of sprue, so <laughs> they can be painted separately. They're, they're all uh, they're all ready to be base coated, which I'll go out and do after actually we've uh, after we recorded this. Mm. Uh, so in the next. Uh, I say next couple of days, it'll prob the first one will have probably have happened by the time you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, we did I record them a few days, a few days early. We, we, th- this isn't live. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> um, it's live every time someone listens to it. So we yeah. just have, we, we're just really good at memorizing scripts. <laughs> but actually, actually speaking of the kill team, because I will just mention this now. Um, there is uh, something I wanted to mention, which is uh, the kill team box set. Is the first time that I've bought something made by Games Workshop and gone, you know what, actually, I don't feel like I was ripped off here. It's actually really good value <laughs> because it's, I think it's like 40 quid and in it you get a Fire Warrior, um, like, like squad, which has a couple of drones in it and one of like the gun emplacements and a tactical squad. And on its own, that costs 40 quid. So that, that by itself is the money of the box. And so it's like, yeah, okay. And and the modern um, tactical squads are have so many more options in them than when I last bought a tactical squad, <laughs> which was in like the late nineties, <laughs> which was the old third edition ones. Um, they're they're so got so many weapon options in them now because um, you used to just get a flamer and a rocket launcher, and if you wanted anything different, you had to go buy it separately. Yeah, pretty bare bones. Whereas now you get like a you get like you you only get one heavy weapon, so you only get the rocket launcher. But in the um, extra weapons, you get a plasma gun, a melter gun, a flamer, oh, and a, is, is it? it? I think it's a graviton, whatever they're called. The new the weapon that they added like. A little while back, and I've just not bought any Space Marines since they <laughs> added them at all. So it's like a completely new thing to me. Um, but you get all those, and it's like, actually, that's pretty good. Um, and on top of that, to make it actually even more worthwhile, you get the rule books for Kill Team, 
uh, which contains all the information of how to play the models you've got in there, so you don't actually have to have the the codexes or codices as it should be said. But codexes get, feels but, right. Well, Games Workshop yeah. always says codexes, even though it should be codices. Yeah, they also yeah, charge but, like a ridiculous amount of money for bits of plastic. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it comes, so it comes with a nice rule book for Kill Team, and comes with the mini seventh edition rule book, which. Like, those things are effectively, quote-unquote, free, considering the cost of the models in that box set. So I'm like, you know what? That's actually pretty good value. That, and we, uh, we order through Dark Sphere as oh. well. Oh, yeah, there is. Uh, I will totally shill for Dark Sphere. Dark Sphere? We're sluts for Dark Sphere. If you live in it, I don't know if they deliver abroad, but if you're in the UK, they're one of those places that sell Games Workshop for, like, yeah. 20% off. And apparently actually send you the stuff. Yes. Yeah. Because I can't remember which one it was that I used, but I used one and basically it took. It was like two months later, they still hadn't sent it me. I'd been sending them emails every day, being like, or every few days, being like, any update? And like, oh no, still waiting for our delivery. Oh, we're still waiting. We're still, and it literally, like, it was two months later when I finally cancelled my order, thinking like, this is just, what? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what, which one they were called, but yeah, you've got to be careful of like dodgy ones of those. Oh, you, you've really got to be careful with these kind of sites. Yeah, but I've, I've ordered from Darkseid before I know they're good. Do you want to know how long it took us... Oh, it took them to deliver to us. Well, the Kill Team box was out of stock. Oh, yeah, when I ordered it, they said the Kill Team box is out of stock, so you will have to wait a while. And I was like, okay. What they meant by wait a while was it'll be there in two days. Mm. Nice. Um, pretty sweet. Which, which was like, okay. So when you said it was not in stock and you would be getting some more soon, you meant in about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yes. I ain't complaining. We got some pretty new models there. Yeah, um, mm. so I can definitely recommend darksphere.co.uk mm. if you wish to sponsor our podcast, or at the very least, give me some Space Marines. I'm totally okay with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, give us some Space Marines. We'll tell everyone how awesome you are. <laughs> I'll, I'll shill for things that I genuinely think are good. Ooh, so oh, yeah. I have a couple of questions then. Yes. Follow-up questions. Has my mind completely blanked this, or when did 7th edition happen? That's a fantastic question, because uh, I don't remember either. Not very long after 6th, people did not get on with 6th. No, because I remember when 6th came out, we just kept playing 5th. Yeah. yeah. But in my head, I couldn't I could remember when... So what's the difference between, in very briefish terms, what changed from 6th to 7th? Oh, I you remember? Like, I, I, I think I, I feel like at some point I knew this, but it's, I've just com- apparently completely blanked it from my memory. I, I have only vaguely skimmed over the rule because, yeah, I, I never got around to getting the seventh edition book. I, I got yeah. the, I got the big proper sixth one, um, which even though I only ever played one game of sixth, <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. You got a big pretty book. I, I the book was worth it because like the amount of lore and just awesomeness yeah. in that book was kind of worth it for me because um, I'd not had a big the big rule book since third edition so um but looking through it uh, i haven't really noticed too much that's different there's minor little things here and there like to do i I think cover works a little bit different again and there's things to do with um terrain uh but yeah um, it doesn't look that much different it looks like they've just kind of tweaked a lot of the things that that were kind of introduced in sixth really um, I no doubt people will tell me I'm wrong, but bear in mind I've I've fully read about two pages of the rule book and skimmed the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you dick. How do you not know everything about it? Go uh, it works. It works basically the same as Warhammer has since fucking third edition. So mm. 
just with you know minor differences with how it deals with things like um like vehicles and terrain and and all the rules <laughs> oh is that all that's fine <laughs> yeah fair enough all right next question you get 10 marines yes. in this box and 10 tau yeah how's that a fair fight um it's not <laughs> i'm not sure if it is 10 tau actually it's, it's if not. it's the um i think do you get 10 or do you get 12 in a squad Maybe it's twelve. I, it's 12. I haven't. I haven't checked that all the towers still firmly on the sprue. Either way, I feel like that's still not a fair fight because, like, marines assume their guns are the same bolters are still like are they AP four. Yeah, they're AP four. Yeah, no, 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 they're AP five. AP... Bolters are. Oh, okay. I don't know. Bolters are shooty guns. Yeah, no, yeah. they're they're AP five. Um, oh yeah, because okay. okay. I know because my orcs never get armor saves ever. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but tower still would. Okay, that makes it a bit more fair. Um, and and they have two gun drones and a um, a gun emplacement thing that Ooh, okay. Tau now have. So I, I think that's what kind of fills oh, up okay. the extra points. So yeah, I'll be t- I'll be tempted to give that a go. You need to get some of my um, what you call it the terrain that I got from uh, the Mantic equivalent of Kill Team, like what uh, Dead Dead Zone. Dead Zone, yeah. Which we never really played enough. We never would go. Mm. Yeah, we we go. played like one game of it. <laughs> yeah. But you got a lot, a shit ton of awesome terrain with that oh, box yeah. set. Because Mantic are badasses. But I've just, yeah, haven't grown up with the rules for them, so it's just like yeah. I have to learn a whole <laughs> new rule set. Uh, I know we're old and lazy and can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> took us long enough to change from like yeah fifth edition. <laughs> I just like fifth. Okay, I like the way I, I, I like the edition. simplicity of it. I don't give a shit about warlord traits, okay? I've said it now. I don't give a shit about warlord traits. <gasps> are they still there? Because I saw they, they came in in... Sixth. Sixth. Yeah. Are they still there? Yeah, they're still there. Ugh. Why? <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, like, in the, in the one game of sixth I played... Because I think that was the one where I played it with you and and uh, and um, our, our friends. that um, We went around their house... And uh, I, I, we, we teamed up with the uh, Tau and Orcs and against their uh, Wolfwing and Black Templars, I think it was. And they expected me to go melee, but I decided to go shooty along with your Tau. And n- no one expects Orcs to be good at shooty until they face them and go, okay, so you get to roll how many dice? You're like, it yeah. doesn't fucking matter what my ballistic skill is. <laughs> um, and that's the one game of sixth that I've played. And we all rolled for warlord traits, and not one of us ever used them. Yeah, because I mean, why would you? Like, it's yeah, not, it's not as if the rule book was simple enough. Like, okay, yeah, you know most of the rules by having played it for so long, but like, you don't need it to be more complicated. Mm. Yeah, you can I, like th- th- kill, you can easily kill a full grown man with the rule book. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that's that, that's more. the best thing about disputes at the table. I, I think that's part of, the, part of the reason why I liked Fifth so much is that I really liked how streamlined it was. Yeah, and I can understand why some people f- would feel that that was that was it was too simple, and they wanted more complexity. Yeah. I do understand yeah. that, but me, I'm lazy. I liked that. Yeah. Plus, you liked inv- basically invincible knob squads. <laughs> Diversified knob squads were not were not cheese. <laughs> They were not cheese. They were a perfectly legitimate tactic. That was full blown cheddar. It really was. Yeah. yeah. But the thing, yeah, but the I thing was, why they, that, think they, they changed yeah. some things. Well, it's because wound allocation before that, uh, the, to do the wound allocation normally was just kind of crap. So yeah. diversifying them was kind of the only sensible thing to do. Um, although it doesn't work like that anymore. So 
But diversifying them doesn't do any harm either, so... Yeah, that's, uh... After that massive tangent out of the way, I think that's pretty much all I've been doing. Yeah. So what have you been doing? You said you said you wanted to talk about a sci-fi. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll try not to talk about it for too long, because the podcast is, is already running quite long. <laughs> yeah, I've just noticed how long we've been rambling on, on t- tangents for. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what I will briefly mention, um, because I, I have been playing a lot, I played like eight hours of it and didn't realise I'd played eight hours of it. Uh, I've been playing Rollercoaster Tycoon 2 again. Ooh, um, okay. Just ex- re-experiencing some of my youth. I remember you sitting there for about two hours, going, "Why are the people dying?" Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I forgot about this. So there is a a map that you play in Roller Coaster Tycoon Two, where you have to make a theme park on Alcatraz for some reason. Okay, right, yeah, why not? You have infinite money, but what you have to do in this park is make 10 roller coasters of different types that have an excitement rating of 6. Which means you've got to kind of keep tweaking them to get the excitement rating up. And you can't just rely on, like, the what if you un- if you know how to make a good kind of roller coaster in one type. You, you can't just rely on doing it in that one type. You have to make 10 different ones. So. Okay, yeah. Now, there was one particular one that I would build. I would test it. And it would work fine. It'd have a good, it'd have the right excitement rating. As soon as I opened it and moved away from it, whenever I wasn't looking, it would kill someone. <laughs> as soon as I turned my back, it just just a cart would fly off the track and murder someone. <laughs> so I fix it. I'd go okay. It was because it was going too fast around this corner, which never showed up in tests. Only when people were on it. I'm like okay. I'll fix it. It now has a break there, so it can't go too fast around that. Okay, I fixed it. I'd open it. Five minutes later, it'd kill someone else when I wasn't looking. <laughs> this this continued every iteration. Every single iteration. In a new place, it would find a place to kill someone. Well, I, I mean, I think you found out why the government were getting you to open roller coasters in Alcatraz. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean... It sounds like yeah. it was just massively do you want to know, haunted. Do you want to know what I did in the end? Is I built nine roller coasters that were perfectly functional and not deadly. <laughs> and then at the very end, once I built those nine, quickly opened that one. And so I'd get the, uh, I'd get the completion screen for opening ten before it killed anyone. Does it close? Does it have to close if it kills someone? Yeah, so... Okay, uh, right, yeah. So I'd reopen it. I reopened it, let it run for long enough to get the to, to finish the level and um, before it killed any before it killed again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that that's that was that was quite fun. But apart from Rollercoaster Tycoon, what I really want to talk about is that I have started watching the sci fi series Lex. Mm. Okay. Um Lex Luthor? No. Have, no. have you heard anything about Lex? Um apparently not, no. Okay. Spoiler alert, it's a sci-fi that isn't Star Trek. <laughs> um, yeah, so Lex is um, a Canadian slash German production that had some backing from the British Channel 5, which may explain <laughs> okay. why it has tits in it sometimes. What it, what, I'm just going to give you like a basic kind of overview of it, just to kind of let you know what kind of series it is. So it's set in this like weird dystopian future. And they're on, uh, you have a small ragtag group of characters on board a giant, unwieldy ship that's far too big for like the three of them. Okay. Um, so it 
comparisons to Red Dwarf, you yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a li- it, it's it's not a sitcom, but it does have it is it is a comedy in some ways. Yeah. So okay. it, it is broadly speaking, I guess you could call it broadly speaking a comedy, um, but it's not a sitcom. Um, okay, so the main characters are a guy called Stanley Tweedle, <laughs> okay, of who is a security guard who was inadvertently, uh, well, not inadvertently, but ended up being responsible for the deaths of about 600 billion people. So there's right. two uneaten German sausages he left in his fridge. Yeah. And nobody's going to get that fucking reference. Well, I do, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, there is a woman called Zev who used to be a... She, she was trained in a box to be a perfect wife. But because her husband didn't find her attractive, she was taken to court because she wasn't fulfilling her wifely duties and she was sentenced to be turned into a love slave. As you so do. you get a good idea of the type of dystopia we're working yep. with here. Yeah, okay. Um, she gets turned into the love slave... She gets the body of the love slave... But um, as that's happening, a, an infestation of these things called cluster lizards breaks in, kill, like beheads the robot that's doing this to her, and the head of it ends up trying to eat her and gets caught while this like machine is slammed down to give her this new body. So she's now uh, she's now hot German woman who is part cluster lizard. <laughs> she escapes out of the machine. As the, the headpiece comes down to reprogram her as a love slave and then puts the robot head inside of it. So she now has a robot head who is sexually obsessed with her completely ineffectually because he's just a head. Okay. And the last person is, is like the dead, a dead member of a, of a, of a race who who's had his blood replaced with, like, proto-blood so he can survive. That's the most sci-fi yeah. fucking sounding And he's just, he's just an assassin with no emotions. And the love slave woman wants to fuck him really badly because she's got, like, a crazy high libido. Okay. But he, but he doesn't because he doesn't feel anything. What? Most of the, most of the series is, the, is everyone but the dead guy wanting to have sex with something and getting into misadventures because every time they try, it goes wrong. What? Remember, if you have sex, you will get pregnant and you will die. <laughs> every time. It's it's the most weirdly sexual sci-fi ever. Not helped by the fact that the ship, Lex, that they're in, is a living ship that looks like a dragonfly when you're looking at it from one angle. But from the other angle, you could look at it and go, that's kind of a cock and balls. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this was something that was made in the 80s. It was made in 1997. It was okay. only shown, at least here, at like 2am in the morning. Like, yeah. I know I know, I know. know there's not a 2am in the evening either, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would have got away with that and I wouldn't have noticed. I know, I know. <laughs> but someone would have noticed and I have to lampoon it so that no one else will. Yeah, it was the sort of sci-fi I only ever saw bits of when it was on TV originally because it was so... Like, just, just at a stupid time. And the original series was, like, four episodes long, and each of them was an hour and a half long. <laughs> what, what, what? And they didn't fucking need to be. You could, you could like, trim them down to, like, an hour, and it'd be fine. Yeah, I bet. But the thing is, that individual episodes are so fucking weird, 
that it's it's beyond kind of explanation sometimes. Like I was trying to explain it on Twitter, and I was like, I can't, I can't communicate. Yeah, you, you just specified as well the first series. So that suggests there is more than one series. There's of this four series of it. Oh my lord! Speaking of Twitter, I was um, during my draw stream. I got someone come in, and they were like, "Snipe." Um, so I've just been on Twitter, and why is the Snipe and Webplay official Twitter tweeting out bondage pornography? And I freaked out because I thought we'd been hacked. <laughs> and I was like. Oh, shit. So I, so I went and checked, and it, no, it was just a fucking screenshot of Lex that you'd posted, <laughs> which was just, like, some guy in a sex swing, and I'm like, the fuck are you doing? Hey, hey, technically, he was being tortured. How does that make that better? <laughs> I mean, I, look, I don't care what you watch, it's just, that's our official the, Twitter. The best, the best thing, <laughs> the best thing is that Lex speaks to Stanley, and only Stanley, because Lex can destroy planets. It's basically a, 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 a fast-moving Death Star. And through a, a crazy se- a sequence of events, they end up, like, Stanley ends up as the only person who can control it. And so they're escaping, they, like, the first series is, like, them escaping from this, this evil empire, which there's a whole thing about brains being removed and a, a giant brain that has a screaming Malcolm McDowell head in it that I, I'm not uh, even going to get into. Yeah, maybe don't. <laughs> Um, but the Lex will, can destroy things, and it, but it has this really placid voice. So he'll, so Stanley will go like, "Lex, destroy that planet," and he's like, "Okay, Stanley." Boom. And sometimes, and it's really literal with how it interprets things. So like, you can tell it to like, it's like Siri. You can ref- tell it to refer to you as things. So like, Stanley's feeling really down one day, and so and he keeps giving him more elaborate ways to refer to him. So he's like. Yes, Stanley, the hero of the downtrodden, who no one really appreciates. <laughs> yeah, Stanley, the, yeah. the hero of the downtrodden, whom no one appreciates, and who has a massive dongle. Yeah, yeah, it's all shit like that. <laughs> it, it is, it's marvelous. Um, and then there is an episode where there's a thinly veiled parallel to the the South in America. Okay. These three astronauts who are all good old southern boys. Oh, southern boys. Who come from a planet called Potato Ho. <laughs> yeah, okay. And they're all... They, I, they, I found my new Siri name. They get, uh, they get eaten by Lex. Because Lex has to eat, because it's, it's a thing. And, and like the, uh, the crew are like, did you just move Lex? And he's like, I diverted from my course to eat a snack. Can you imagine the dread? You'd be like, oh shit. Oh, what, it, what, what, it's like a giant dog that flows you through. What have you got in your mouth? Yeah. What have you got in your mouth? <laughs> I was hungry. No, it's, it's, it's got, it's a really simplistic speech and it's kind of adorable. It oh. eats people. Yeah, but it's adorable. It blows up planets. It's, it's like, it, it's being like literally eaten alive and it's like, Stanley, I don't feel so good. Oh, God. Oh. I actually feel really bad yeah. for this horrible murder dragonfly dick. And it boy. has to like reverse its its drive to like its proton drive inward or, or whatever so that it burns all these things out from inwards and he's like I do not wish to do that. I think that will hurt. Oh. And then when it does it it goes ow that stings. <laughs> but now okay. these these guys from Potato Hole. Potato. Um they get it and like all of the, like they're talking about um you know they 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 back home and it's like oh yeah my my old betty boo she's the she's the best woman in the whole wide world and then the other one chimes and it's like oh but she's nothing on my mindy moo <laughs> like they're all doing that and it's like what about my cindy moo um 
It's funny because they're asking uh, they're, they're asking Sam like how to uh, how, how what what the Lex can do, and he's like, oh, he has to do everything I say. So if I say, you know, Lex destroy that planet, he'll have to destroy that planet. And Lex just goes, okay, Stanley, and then just blows up the planet next to them. And they're like, uh, oh, <laughs> this is not the only time that happens. And like later on, he's like, he's like, oh god, not again. <laughs> is this how he accidentally killed like however many millions of people? <laughs> Oh, oh no! That's a that's a much more convoluted story involving amino acids in his tooth and him being captured by bondage pirates. Is that uh, the torture? Um, that's the second time he meets the bondage pirates. Oh, good! There's a second time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, you're telling me all this. Yeah. It sounds like it's it's insanity. Um, but the thing is, what, I, I can't what correlate happens, all of these events I know. in my brain. What happens to the 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 astronauts from Potato Hole? Potato Hole is that. Also on Lex, there is a plant woman who likes Stanley and so won't eat him, but periodically wakes up and has to eat people. She's like three people on the ship. Yeah, so for, so they have to find people for her to eat. Oh, Christ, okay. <laughs> so Feed me, Seymour. Yeah, pretty much. Um and she, this, the way the, the 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 way they find this out is that she eats the the crew of the potato hole ship. Um, but she gives them like a weird dream sequence beforehand that's like just deeply surreal but the final one is the guy had previously mentioned like his ultimate fantasy with with his his wife is like he's out there tending the garden and she comes out and says are you going to finish are you going to carry on playing with that garden all day or are you going to come inside and play with me Okay. and he mentions that earlier and then later on he has that fantasy with this plant woman because uh, she gives him like the fantasy before she eats them, I and kind of like to stun him, I guess. Yeah, to kind of like l- lure them in, and so that whole thing happens. You know, you're going to play with me, and he goes garden, and then walks out into the garden, watering his garden, muttering garden, garden, purity, good old fashioned values, and then it pans down, and you see that the garden is not plants. It's small heads of his children, and there's hundreds of them, all with their mouths open, begging for water, while he continues to mutter, garden, good old-fashioned values, shit like that. (laughs) You just carry, what the fuck am I watching? And the thing is... You see, you could could be making this up. The thing is... I I posted about that I'd started watching it on Twitter and how weird it was and then someone said, "Yeah, that gets really weird by the end." Oh my <laughs> and I'm god. Like, what? So you're <laughs> saying that right now this is when it's normal. This is th- this is the baseline. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness. Oh, also the, to- the 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 um biological like toilets that they have because obviously that Lex is is living. Um so the toilets are living. They have tongues. Apparently it takes a while to get used to the sensation. Oh. <laughs> oh um, if you wish to experience it yourself, the entire series is up on YouTube. Not that I can condone such actions, but I'm just putting that information out there. Um, so yeah. So I, if, if you want to feel like you just just eaten a tab, like a bad tab of acid and drunk half a pint of bleach, then yeah. <laughs> it's a weird antidote to me watching Star Trek. Mm. 
Because as I say, most of the episodes start by by the entire cast going, I'm really fucking horny. And Stanley turns to the sex slave and goes, well, why don't you have sex with me? And she's like, I can't because I look at you and then I can't. <laughs> See, that reminds me of an episode that you were kind of like summarizing for me, which is this, the love slave who is a virgin and have a massive, massively high sex drive. Um, she won't sleep with Stanley. Because she, she likes dead assassin guy. Yeah. So then there's that, what is it, that episode where they all swap genitals. Yes. So she fucks him with his own dick. It, well, technically <laughs> it's her dick. Okay, no, no. But they do, no. they do swap, they, they swap, they, they swap what type of genitals they have. That's still pretty fucking weird. Yeah. So technically they have slept together, just not the way that either of them intended. The fuck is that show? Um, there's also. I, I, mean, I, I am I am impressed with the level of insane creativity. If, there. if you want to know like an idea of the like the weird bleak humor that it has, is the very start of I think it's episode two. Is there is a guy floating in space in like this weird see through coffin thing, and he's got like an automated radio signal going out that's basically saying that his world is. I think it's they've got like a plague, and he's been sent out into space in the hopes of finding another. A civilization that um, might be able to help them, and he get and he's in like cryogenic stasis, and suddenly he gets woken up. You're just seeing him floating in space, saying that there is a ship nearby that's got advanced life, and so he wakes up um, in time to start making a radio broadcast to say like, like please can you help me? And then instantly slams into the side of Lex and explodes. And that's how the episode starts, and then and it's like, do we get something? <sighs> okay, that's pretty. That's pretty grim. <laughs> that's the level of like dark humor you're dealing with. Dang. I, I don't think I can ever say that Lex is good, and I, do, I, I don't feel that it makes me a good person to like it. I think it might make me a bad person, but I kind of really like it. <laughs> I, I kind of like it that it exists, just because it's so fucking strange. Yeah, someone at some point paid for that. Yeah. So, it's excellent. also fun, because it's, it's like half a German production, so like uh, Zev, the, um, the, the love slave, um, is played by two different German actresses, um, and they actually have a really good canonical reason as to why it's swapped over, but it's very long and stupid and convoluted <laughs> and involves the plant woman. Um, eating astronauts, and I won't get into that. Okay, okay. Good old <laughs> um, traditional family values. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, go watch Lex, or if you want to retain your sanity, don't. <laughs> yeah, I might have to do that now. <laughs> it's it, it, it's they're a bit long, so they can take a bit. They're a bit of a slog, uh, the first series, but um, worth it. I feel anyway. Just for the the novelty value of it, it does. I like I say, I I can I can do nothing but applaud the creativity, <laughs> because damn, if that ain't creative. Yeah. Um, but now <laughs> I've whittled on about sci-fi for for a, a while. Um, we really should get a jingle for that section. Yeah, uh, we really. should we should probably end this here podcast. Yes. Well, you've given. I think you've given us a lot to think about. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, for for everybody at home. Um, keep an eye on our Twitch channel because I will be painting the uh, the kill team, which has been na- which is all being named after um, people who support us on Patreon. Um, all of them are gonna have a name on the base. No. 
um, named named after someone. Uh, some of some of you, I may have to have words with because you picked very long things, and when the bases aren't that big. Stated, don't <laughs> yeah. don't pick a long name. Okay, I want the alphabet. Okay, no. Okay, no. Well, as soon as you explicitly state something, oh yeah, we'll do yeah. the opposite on purpose. Oh yeah. So, yeah. It, it took us a while to think of a way of doing this, like of how to name the kill team, like really nailing down a water, like a watertight way of doing it that people won't instantly find a way to make it make it like more awkward than it needs to be. <laughs> Not out of like people being mean or like trying to be a dick, just you know what happens when you give people a lot of freedom in these kind of situations. Yeah. It'll never work out smoothly. And that's why we believe that we should live in a totalitarianist state. No, I'm just <laughs> saying that some people were born to be governed. Oh my god! <laughs> He does not represent the views of Snap and Whip as a whole. That is a joke. I just want that out there. That is very much a joke. Okay, that's kind of a, that's kind of like the joke that you maybe shouldn't make because that's a bit. Anyway, thank you so yeah. much. We we also believe that all of you are wonderful. We do not believe that certain individuals are born to be governed because that's 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 a horrifying viewpoint to have. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us ramble on. And until next time, we hope you have a very nice day. And we hope you see lots of dogs. Yeah. That's a callback. Best dogs. Yeah.